0: The Coffee Podcast is sponsored by KitchenAid, whose craft coffee line is changing the way coffee is brewed at home.
1: KitchenAid worked with baristas and coffee
0: experts to engineer a new line of coffee brewers. The KitchenAid Precision Press Coffee Maker enhances the classic French press brewing method with an integrated scale and timer to precisely brew a bold, full-bodied cup of coffee.
1: KitchenAid. Life tastes better with coffee.
0: You're listening to the Coffee Podcast, where focus is people and our language is coffee. My name is Weston Peterson. And I'm Jesse Hartman. West brings the quality. And Jesse brings the cafe. Hello, everybody. Today, we've got a special guest joining us, and his name is Justin Brown. He works with First Build, and he is here to talk about the Prisma Cold Brew Coffee Maker.
2: My name is Justin Brown. And uh, I'm a senior design engineer at First Build. I've been uh, designing appliances for about 14 years and uh, very excited to work at First Build in the past two years. First Build is two years old. We just turned two this past um, Sunday. And we are an open makerspace facility in Louisville, Kentucky that uh, essentially invites the community to come in and think up ideas, to dream up ideas. And to actually work on their ideas using our equipment in in our space. Um, there's also an online platform where people around the, the entire world can submit ideas um, and actually follow along with the design process and help uh, co-create and and co-design with us uh, throughout as we develop products uh, for sale. Um, so we we are uh, we're very excited. To be working on this Prisma Cold Brewer uh, as our next uh, next big project.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, I just want to ask, like, what what type of equipment uh, does First Build usually create? I know you said home appliances and uh, and other stuff like that. Could you just give us a you know, as far as First Build goes, what's the broad range of appliances that you guys have created in the past?
2: So we're a wholly owned subsidiary of GE Appliances, so we make. Uh, basically a broad range of appliances, uh, like your ovens and refrigerators. But we've also worked on water heaters and, uh, you know, laundry devices. And then we at First Build have done a a wide range of countertop appliances too. Um, You know, our our two main ones that you you can actually purchase now is our Paragon Induction uh, Precision Cooktop, which uh, enables you to cook using uh, a a probe that's Bluetooth connected to the induction cooktop so that you can maintain temperatures of your food uh, at plus or minus one degree. That enables Mm -hmm. you to cook with sous vide. And then another uh, device that we created last summer, and uh, we're actually shipping now, is our Opal Nugget Ice Maker, which creates um, nugget ice or sonic ice, as a lot of people might call it. (laughs) Um, It's a very very popular product. Uh, We've actually done... Uh, over three million dollars in sales on that through Indiegogo, wow. and we're continuing to sell it on Nuggetice.com, and uh, and so we're we'll, we're actually really excited to be delivering those units uh, very very soon, and um and and so the countertop appliances are have been also something that we've worked on. Uh, we also we do a lot of crazy things at First Build too. Like this past weekend, we just created a paella cooker. So that we could enter in a charity uh, cooking event, and so last week we basically welded up the frame, put all the gas lines in, and uh, and took that Saturday and actually competed. We took home second place in the uh, the off but uh, <laughs> we were we were excited to be there. It was a great uh, charity event, yeah. And uh, and we learned a lot about a new form of cooking that we we didn't have experience with. So we really pride ourselves on on learning new things, trying new things, and, um, and really, uh, it, you asked about the facility specifically. Um, if you were to come into First Build, what you would find there are water jet cutters, laser cutters, um, four-axis CNC mill, uh, CNC routers made by ShopBot. You'd see table saws, planers, joiners, lots of woodworking equipment, but also, you would find uh, a CNC brake press, hydraulic presses, uh, pretty much any type of welding that you could do, we we are able to do, and we're able to do it at a very precise uh, level. Um, we uh, we also have a, four, a 4K laser that can cut sheet metal, um, steel that's you know a half inch to up to I think an inch thick, mm. and it'll cut it cut it very very precisely. Uh, so decorative stainless steel is something that's very easy for us to manufacture. Sounds like a welder's uh, dream. It's uh, it you know, we our shop manager is a welder by trade, so he <laughs> he really he really I'm enjoys thinking. and prides himself on on uh, doing the best welding that we can possibly do. So, and there's a lot of welding that goes into making decorative stainless uh, appliances. So,
1: so with. This might be a bad question, but it, does that basically mean everything's handmade? Or, or how much of it's
2: machine-done? So so we don't have automated equipment. Um, everything is done by um, either the community. So if you were to come into First Build and you knew how to operate a piece of machinery, you can be uh, certified or signed off on using that equipment. Hmm. So we have people who come in, and if they are signed off on equipment in the back, then uh, they'll grab a Craftsman badge and they'll just walk back and work on their own projects using our equipment. That's cool. Um, if you if you don't know how to operate those equipments, there's still a front maker space, which I, I haven't really talked about yet. But uh, the first set of doors that you'll walk through, you'll find 3D printers. There are hmm. some uh, fully enclosed laser cutters and laser etchers, um, which are very, very well used to basically etch and cut uh, thinner pieces of wood and, and thinner plastics um, you can also etch stainless steel uh, for like a lot of people do fo- photographs and stuff and and you can laser edge those onto the stainless steel but you have to put a, a special marking paint on it um, it's really a, it's really a great place we've got 3d printers we've got uh, soldering equipment to make your own you can cut your own circuit boards you can solder your own components on it we have pick and place units um, we've got a, a large format 3D printer that can print up to a meter. By the, the bed is a meter by one meter by one meter tall. That's the size of a part that we can hmm. uh, print. Wow. So it's, it's a really – there's also hand tools and, and things that we offer, power tools up front, drills and saws and whatnot that you would just need that anyone who comes in our space doesn't cost anything. You can have access to all of that. It's like basically having your own garage, but it's even cooler because we serve coffee for free. So. When, when
1: are you moving to Austin? That, that's
2: nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think we're moving. I'm not sure that we're moving to Austin, but well, that, uh, but you are always idea. welcome. Awesome. <laughs> You're always welcome to come up here and check us out. Good, I good. promise you, you won't regret it. It's a, It's a really great facility. And uh, we're located right on the campus of University of Louisville. So um, we have partnerships with the university with their engineering students, also their art programs. Um, sometimes like we, for the Prisma specifically, uh, we wanted to make a, the craft. I think you guys saw the craft that yeah. a lot of people really liked. Yeah. That was actually made at the university. We, we CNC milled the tools for it out of aluminum, and then we took those tools over and we actually blew we had uh, the the head glass blower who uh, teaches glass blowing at the university uh, actually blow the um, the glass for us yeah, for the craft I, that we brought And that gonna, was
0: that was for that prototype that we actually got to to try i think at Coffee Fest Dallas
2: yeah
1: that's right exactly yeah that that's impressive that that the glass is actually blown i mean it looks slick it looks really yeah, cool yeah yeah um so you you can
0: kind of look at it and and say Hey, there's a lot going on Some there. Some craftsmanship for sure. Uh, yeah. Hey, Justin, I want. Could you tell us a little bit more about First Builds Annual Hackathon? W- what is this? I mean,
2: um, yes. So tell us more uh, about it. We 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 actually call it a mega hackathon. So mega hackathons, hackathon. yeah, hackathons are generally small, uh, smaller events that you would get together with maybe you know 20 or 30 people, and uh, you would break up into teams and maybe you'd have three or four or five teams that would all produce essentially you're hacking up whatever you have in order to make something that's useful and a lot of times there's a theme to it well we do a mega hackathon and we do one of these annually and so we're actually having our next one um in september uh, toward the end of september Uh, and it's gonna and, and the theme of it will be the future of cooking so we focused uh, all the projects will be focused on cooking products, but our previous hackathon um you know the the focus was on hack the home and so it was essentially these mega hackathons they can feature as many as two hundred and fifty to three hundred people so that's why we call wow. it mega it's a lot bigger than that's what a we lot usually of people. We, we essentially shut down our entire space we open it up for the, just the hackathon, so there's no other activity going on but this. Our entire staff is fully dedicated to this event, and we'll take shifts to make sure that we have the shop fully functional to uh, produce anything that, that the teams need to be produced. Um, the 300 people will break up into teams and of maybe five or six people, and uh, and they'll all take on projects and they will compete with one another. It's the friendly competition. Yeah. We will serve food, we serve caffeine, we serve everything that you would need to keep your body going. <laughs> and they last about two days. So wow. two two <laughs> days. And when I say two days, I mean nonstop. Yeah. So we don't stop all through the night. We keep wow. the lights on. We keep producing. We keep the staff there. Um and so it's it's a it's a really fun deal. We'll we'll be doing it um on a Saturday and Sunday uh, late in September this year. So,
1: yeah, we, we might have to send out a reminder uh, for our listeners when that time comes around. So let's get this conversation, uh, now that we kind of understand, uh, first build a little bit, let's talk about coffee. How did you guys get involved in coffee? How did the Prisma come about? How did, can you give us some backstory?
2: Sure. Well, I, I would say, you know, um, I would actually look back to the last mega hackathon. We, ha- we had a group of individuals who came in and they actually hacked a, a convection wall oven and made it roast coffee. <laughs> and, that's awesome. <laughs>
0: that's
1: so cool. Yeah, that's cool.
2: And so they roasted coffee, and then they served the coffee, and they actually took home first place. Uh, so they won first prize. And that was when we really realized that this there's something to this uh, specialty coffee area. There's a passionate group of people who are willing to take their entire weekend and dedicate themselves to doing this. And so I, I spent a lot of last year digging in and learning how to roast coffee, and exploring how to create accessories to roasting coffee using our appliances. We didn't really commercialize anything that came out of that, but we did learn a lot about coffee on the way.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then we also found new community members that we, we didn't know we had. And uh, one of those was Sundergoss Coffee, who's a local roaster. You guys uh, know them. They're right down the street from us uh, here at First Build. But uh, they're nationally known for their uh, America's Best Espresso, uh, Latte Art, and uh, a lot of other, uh, even even now with this past uh, April, the the first international cold brew throwdown.
0: Right. Um, Big achievements for sure, yeah.
2: And so they were really excited about our space um, and excited about what we're doing. And so they were wanted to talk about brewing with mm. us. And, and so we started just brainstorming and brainstorming um around that time it was, it was like last December around that time my wife was really into cold brew and wanted me to brew it i was having trouble remembering to do it the night before yeah and so um i kind of brought it to to the group and said you know hey i would love why can't we have a cold brew unit a machine that i can brew cold brew just like i brew drip coffee at home and uh and so We started talking about the ideas of of how you could expedite the brewing process and, you know, ideas like vacuum, pressure, um, agitation, you know, all of these came up. And one by one, I started going through the list and prototyping that night, like immediately. And um, when I was utilizing vacuum, um, we were really pleased with the results. Um, but I wasn't quite sure, so I, I threw it in a mason jar and drove it over to uh, the coffee shop and had those guys taste it and uh, send me their feedback. And when their feedback was positive about the coffee, and they almost didn't believe that I made it in mm. under t- under 10 minutes, yeah, <laughs> um, you know, they were. Uh, I, I figured, hey, maybe we have something. We should let more and more people taste it, and maybe we do a full full blown prototype. And so that's that's how the prismical Brewer got started.
0: Wow, that's awesome. I mean, I was just, I was you know curious about um, the different types of uh, extraction methods you guys came up with. I mean, we were talking before you were looking. Like, other thing, other uh, ideas were on the table for how to extract coffee faster. You or was the uh, was vacuum infusion the only? Um, Idea no, you guys... we
2: we definitely you know there's uh, we definitely looked at some other options um, yeah. and what what we found was that uh, we felt like this was the best value proposition for the customer that produced the best results and um, and was something we could package and and actually deliver into a, a great product. Um, we some of the testing that we did using manual espresso makers um you know where we shut the heat off and just tried to pull shots cold Mm. uh we actually worked with center guys coffee in their training facility to do some of that work and uh we you know we put a ball valve on the bottom of a portafilter and shut shut it off to try to increase our dwell time and and really the results we were getting with that were just not quite uh it really wasn't tasting like cold brew. It was tasting like something totally different and Hmm. wasn't quite pleasant. And, uh, and so, um, we really didn't, didn't go further down that run. I know there's a lot of stuff on the, on the internet about, you know, using nitrous oxide and, uh, but that's really hard to package and hard for a consumer to, to really utilize in an effective way in their home. And so, um, agitation, we, we looked at, uh, different things like, um, Everything from a blender to, you know, standard, you know, stand mixers and, and stuff wow. like that. And uh, really couldn't find – did did not find that, that that expedited the brew enough for what we were trying to achieve. So um, we felt like with the vacuum, though, we were able to achieve um, – De- desirable results, right? In a, in, a, in a reasonable amount of time. I mean, it's not a, it's not a one minute brew, right? It's not a two minute brew, but it's you know, ten minutes is not that long to wait for a, a batch of coffee
0: compared to the standard of you know, 12 to 24 hours, even more that a lot of us are facing with every single day when we try to do our own uh, home cold brew. You know?
2: Yeah. Right.
1: And I'd I'd have to add as well. I mean, making cold brew can be a messy, messy, you know, sort of event if you're using kind of the standard way of making it, you know, there's typically Stand grounds toddy. getting everywhere. Yeah. You have to have a filter and that filter is normally pretty annoying to, to wash. So can you kind of talk us more through uh, the Prisma? Like what, what are some major highlights? Like what are things people should be excited about?
2: Yeah. Um, so we really tried to make that. You, I'm glad you mentioned the, the cleanup because that was one of our big focuses. Um, when we looked at cold that were out on the market today and, and we're listening to people's feedback on them, one thing hit home for us was cleanability is important. Um, uh, the ease of use is important. And so we really tried to, every, every design element that we put on the Prisma, we tried to make think, think of the consumer and, and tried to make it as easy as possible to use. And so essentially we've got a top chamber that's our brew chamber. And uh, you'll use a standard basket filter. Uh, a Fetco 13x5 works great. And, uh, and those are available on Amazon. You don't have to get them through. We won't actually sell them direct. Uh, I, I don't believe that that's our plan. So you'll be able to get them through uh, the, the same channels that you can get them through today. Yeah. Um, and and they're, And so essentially you'll put the filter in. We've got a brew retainer that goes inside just to keep the filter from collapsing. That was something that we had to add to the product because mm-hmm. the filter wanted to fold over onto it onto the coffee, and and then you would get bypassed. And so uh, that that filter retainer helps support that. It also gives a nice edge for you to stir the the coffee and water in. So you'll put your your coffee and your water in the top at the ratio that you decide. Uh, We do recommend a fine grind, which is kind of unique when it comes to cold brew. I know a lot of people use coarse grounds. Um, mainly because of the filters, but uh, because we're using a, a, a finer filter that's a, a standard basket filter, uh, we're able to use a finer grind, mm. and we can still um, still drain the water uh, from the grounds. And so, um, so that's 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 how we that that's how you would prepare that coffee, and then you would place that uh, onto the top of the Prisma, uh, docking it into its vacuum port. Um, close the lid and uh, press the button and Prisma takes care of the rest. It's got a default setting for the brew time and it will open the drain when that time is up and it's ready to drop the coffee so you can go about your business uh, and then whenever you're ready to come get coffee it'll be there waiting for you.
1: Very cool. Now one question about uh, like an accessibility question. I know uh, a problem that I ran into when I was first getting into home brewing was finding filters at mm-hmm. my local grocery store or what have you. Like I found myself always having to order them online. What is the accessibility for these filters you're talking about for the Prisma? Is it something like yes. that's
0: pretty standard basket
2: filters, right? It's what it sounds like. It's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a standard basket filter, but it's it is because it's a full immersion process, and we're brewing. We're trying to brew as much as we can. Um, the basket filter is a little bit larger than your standard 12 cup. Okay. You could you could use a standard 12 cup, but you, you're probably going to have to use less um, coffee. less coffee. Right. Uh, so to make a full batch, we recommend a 13 by 5, which is your standard commercial brewer that can produce about three liters of coffee at a time. And so uh, those would be purchased online or at a restaurant supply store if you have one in your area.
0: Very cool. That's awesome. I I do have a a question about actually uh, for the home brewer who enjoys having complete control over their brew. Is the Prisma, do you have this uh, uh, ability to control your ratio as far as your input for your coffee and then how much water uh, is used to actually brew the batch? Like, Do you have any kind of control over those sort of variables or does it always... um, you know spit out the same amount of volume
2: no you absolutely have control because you are placing the grounds in and you're placing the water in okay uh, you have you have total control over the ratio that awesome. you choose um you also not only that but we will also give you the ability to connect uh to prisma using your 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 mobile device and uh, through our app, you'll be able to adjust the brew time as well. So if eight, wow. if, eight, if an eight minute <laughs> brew isn't good enough for you, you want to push it to 12 minutes or maybe you want to shorten it up and you're OK with that because it's just more convenient for you. Uh, you'll be able to do that um, from your phone. For, you'll be able to upload that from your phone to the device and then you'll press button. You'll press the button on Prisma to start the brew.
1: I just kind of uh, want to sit on that for just a second. That just sounds mm-hmm. really cool. <laughs> uh,
2: absolutely. Like remote control
0: that your brewer from your phone. Yeah. That's the future right there. This is the future. <laughs> it,
2: it is It is definitely uh, It is definitely nice. We, we actually have the prototype working now with our phone. Uh, we didn't have that at Coffee Fest, and now we have that working. So I've been playing a lot with that in the past uh, couple weeks, and I'm, it's really it's really nice to be able to to adjust that. One of the problems that I have when I'm brewing, whether it's hot brew or anything, really hot brew for these short times, um, I always get distracted in the middle. Uh, I have four kids, and uh, whether and if if I'm at work, I'm getting distracted by conversations. It's really hard to stay focused for three or four minutes uh, to keep time on something. Yeah, um, sure. So. To me, this, this feature is a really important feature because I can set the time. It'll drop it when it's ready, and, and I don't have to be there to kind of babysit the, the timer. Got it. Yeah, That's no, awesome.
1: absolutely. Th- those are awesome features. Now, I have I have one more question for you. Uh, this one's more yeah. personal. There's going to be more uh, uh, coffee culture question. What sure. have you learned through this entire process, and where were you before in coffee? Like, where are you you know, were you the average guest in a coffee shop or did you kind of know a little bit? Cause you're talking the talk for sure. Yeah. Like I, you know, I work in, in the cafe all the time and you're, you're saying things like agitation. Like those are words that not even common baristas might use.
2: Sure. And sure. so
1: like, let's talk a little bit about what you've learned and what you've taken out of all that.
2: Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I'm, we're, we pride ourselves at first put on transparency. I, I am, uh, I'm about, I'm a little over a year into coffee, so I, I think awesome. every a lot of people have kind of had this transformation. But essentially, um, you know, when when we had the team that won uh, first prize doing the coffee roaster, it I took notice of it, and I wanted to understand more about it. And so I started going to the local coffee shops, and Sunergos was the closest one. And a friend of mine really really liked the, their coffee, and so he took me. And, uh, and I sat down and drank, like, I think it was the Ethiopian Yerga Chefe. Yeah. And Do you know if it, it was, was washed
1: or natural? Um,
2: I believe it was washed. Okay, and, nice. it, and it was, uh, it was brewed. I, I think I had the Americano that day. So, nice. Um, and it really was a totally different experience with coffee than I had ever had. And I said, well, if, this, if I can produce this by roasting at home, I'm interested in learning more about that. And so that I, that kind of set me off on the journey. I really wasn't interested in brewing at that point, but I got more interested as I, in, as I collected brewing devices, you know, the Aeropress <laughs> and the v 60 and then, you know, started trying different things at work, um, the Chemex. And, um, you know, it really, now I'm at the point where, um, you know, I really like tasting the differences and, and playing with, um, you know, your brew times, your, your, your grind size and really trying to pull out kind of the, the most body of a cup of coffee that I can. And I, I've really, I really enjoyed your all's episode about the, you know, uh, where you, you talked about immersion versus filtered. And, mm-hmm. um, I agree with your, your kind of the takeaway was, you know, this full immersion with a, a post-process filter is, is a really way, good way to get a full body cup of coffee. Yeah, And so like the Clever, the AeroPress, these are Mm -hmm. really, really interesting devices um, for me personally. And I think Prisma fits right alongside of those as well. Very cool. Absolutely. I love um,
0: the product. I mean, being able to taste it firsthand, I couldn't really uh, believe my my palate when (laughs) I'm tasting this coffee that was brewed in in less than 10 minutes. But it tasted uh, just as good as your old... 12-hour 24-hour cold brew um thank you so much justin for being on the show i mean we've we've loved having you and getting to know um more about you and more about the product and especially more about first build that's you know interesting to see that we've got um access to facilities and materials like that i think it's great
2: yeah and, and the invitation is open not just for you but for anybody that's listening you know come come see us at at First Build, you can just look us up on Google. Firstbuild.com is our website. You can submit your own ideas. Maybe you have the um, next year's, you know, biggest project.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Very cool, um, Justin. Before you leave, I want to um, let our listeners know where they can find out more about Prisma, and perhaps when you guys are going to be launching the actual product.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. If you want to know more about Prisma go to prismacoldbrew.com. That's P-R-I-S-M-A coldbrew.com. And you can sign up. You can put your email in there. You'll get updates. And we will go live on our campaign next week. So Tuesday, August 2nd is when we go live. Um, you'll be able to access, you know, the early pricing if you get in there early. And we would love to have uh, people sharing that, sharing our website with uh, every, everyone that they can on social media. Uh, we're not picky about which one, whichever mm. one your favorite is. Um, but we really want to pump up the volume and, and get uh, get the word out to as many people as possible so that people will know about us. And uh, if they choose to buy, that's that's great. If they choose to pass it on, that's great too.
1: Mm. Awesome. Well, Justin, thank you again. And uh, we look forward to talking to you very soon.
2: Absolutely. Hey, Justin, thanks a lot. Thanks, thanks guys.
0: So there you have it. Prisma,
1: the next big thing in cold coffee at home. What do
0: you think, Wes? I mean, I'm all for it. I've been preaching, uh, you know, coffee and convenience for some time now, and I think this is a product that really kind of taps into that mindset that this is where I think specialty coffee is going. I think people are going to come out with new ideas and new products, such as the Prisma, and they are going to make great coffee with great convenience. And
1: I, I, you know, there's a lot of doubt, I think from all over the place, especially baristas and people in the cafe, that coffee can be made at home that tastes really good and that's basically pretty simple. And I think Prisma is is an example that, hey, this this really can happen. Um, So let's go ahead and do a few shout outs here. We had some awesome feedback from last week's episode and uh, just want to give a few shout outs
0: to Amy Miller, once again, from Argyle Coffee Roasters. Um, We appreciated the samples and loved the coffee. Another shout-out here to Greg Brown, Fernanda Salviano, and Kenneth Thomas for reaching out via the coffeepodcast.org submission page. Thanks to you guys.
1: Yeah, remember, you can always submit questions there or any kind of inquiry, or if you just want to say, Hey, you guys... Are weird. That's a fine place to do that as well. We love it. Now on Instagram, we want to give a shout out to Gooseneck Coffee Company, Becky Graham, Amy Moore, and a shout out to Tim Messenger, who's sent us some really cool shots of brewing some coffee in the wilderness, in the cold
0: wilderness. Uh, thanks, Tim, for sending those out. Cold wilderness of Australia. I'll, I'll put that. Yeah, once again, thanks a lot. And please feel free to find us on iTunes and leave a rating and review we really appreciate the feedback you're listening to the coffee podcast where focus is people and our language is coffee we hope you all have a good rest of your week and feel free to reach out we'd love to get in touch happy brewing